With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Good morning, folks. This is Larry Kudlow. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Thanks for listening. Good to be with you, as always. We will be jam-packed today. We have General Jack Keene, economist John Cochran, Congressman Lee Selden, etc., etc. We'll get to money politics. I want to begin with the war in Ukraine. And I want to raise a couple of points at this big NATO meeting. Actually, let me step back one second. There's, We will get a report from General Jack Keane uh, at the half hour. But there is, uh, there is stuff in the news that the Russians are uh, withdrawing from Kiev. Maybe their offense is, offensive is over there. I don't know. We'll see if he can clarify that. But I'm looking at some of the newspaper reports and some of the online reports. So the Ukrainians, the brave and courageous Ukrainians, God bless them, Looks like they're fighting hard. Maybe they repelled. Maybe Russia's retreating to the eastern part of Ukraine, where they always had their biggest strength, I guess. So we'll we'll get some clarification. We'll get some news on that. But I want to talk about the NATO meeting itself, with Biden going over to meet with uh, the so-called Western allies. And I want to raise this issue that I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows what exactly Biden wants from this war. In other words, does Biden want the Ukrainians to win the war? Or is Biden willing to settle for a kind of standoff between Russia and the Ukraine and then negotiate peace of some kind? Of course, the Russians can never be trusted ever in the past, and there's no reason to trust them now. But Biden has such a poor strategy that it's hard to know. I mean, he's been ambiguous. He's been incoherent, bewildering. Uh, I mean, if you look at some of the things he talked about in his press conference, and then later he was in Poland yesterday. I mean, he actually, he he was meeting with some troops. He was having lunch with some troops. I guess he was having pizza with some troops. And he starts going on about how, well, when you go over there, you're going to see, when you're there, you're going to see women, young people standing in the middle in the front of a damn tank saying, I'm not leaving. I mean, is, was he telegraphing that American troops were going in? I don't think he he meant to. I mean, his people in the White House immediately uh, jumped on that and said, no, no, that's that's not what he meant. Uh, So (laughs) it's hard to know. I mean, he just seems so incoherent. That's such a problem with him. Uh, Are we sending troops into Ukraine? No, no, we're not. They they motorcycled full speed to run that one back later on. And even in the issue of deterrence, you know, here he goes again. 
saying at his news conference in Brussels, uh, he denied that sanctions would deter the Russian invasion. All right, so so you, then you have to ask this, so then why are we putting on sanctions? And then later that was denied that he's meant that, and if you go back and you look at his his national security advisor, and you look at his um, Secretary of State Blinken, they say they quoted that the purpose of the sanctions was to prevent war. So it's like who's on first, what's on second, the old Abbott and Costello routine. I mean, it's really hard to figure out what exactly Biden is trying to tell us. And again, I, I think there's an issue here that he doesn't want the Ukrainians to win. There's no Reagan-esque, you know, Ronald Reagan said about the old Soviet communists, we win, they lose. You remember that? And he talked about um, the evil empire, tear down this wall. I remember Reagan's radio broadcast warm-up, I guess it was 1981, you know, he used to have Saturday morning radio broadcasts. And he said, testing, testing, in 15 seconds we'll bomb Moscow. Well, Reagan knew what he was doing. Oh, that was just a joke. Ha, ha, ha. But the message was very clear. You don't get any of that with Biden. He never really blasts Putin. And he never really says, we win, they'll lose. And you kind of have the sense, again, that he wants a stalemate. He wants a standoff. He's not interested in defeating Russia. And that is really too bad. That is really too bad. And with respect to you know providing weapons uh, for President Zelensky and the Ukrainian armed forces, everything seems to be slow walk. There was no mention at NATO, at least so far as I know. Now I think he's Biden may give a speech today, but in any case. Um, the whole business about the old Soviet MiG airplanes going from Poland to Ukraine, he didn't settle that. The S-300s uh, that are lodged in Slovakia, Zelensky wants them. It would help in the air battle. Nothing was said about that. Um, Zelensky says, give us 1% of your military, whether it's tanks, whether it's naval ships, whether it's uh, anti-air, Zelensky gave a tough speech, but we don't. We just seem to slow walk everything, and um, that is just most unfortunate. Most, most unfortunate. And I, I don't know, again, what exactly Biden wants out of this, but it just strikes me. And you've heard me say this before in prior Saturday broadcasts that. Putin intimidates Biden. I don't know if Putin intimidates everybody in Europe, but he intimidates Biden. And we haven't fixed the carve-outs. You know, we still have not put sanctions on, on Russian energy. We still have not put sanctions on all the Russian banks. In fact, the largest Russian bank is not, is not sanctioned. Uh, Senator Toomey talked to me on the TV show, Fox Business TV show, that... Um, we should be putting secondary sanctions on the Russian banks, you know, which means not only is that Ill illegal 
to do business with Russian banks, but other banks can't do business with banks that are doing business with the Russian banks, if you follow that. And nothing was discussed about that. And it should be. I mean, we should be. Now, there's some talk about uh, putting more natural gas, getting more natural gas into Europe, which is a good idea. LNG, U.S. has the cleanest and the cheapest LNG, uh, liquefied natural gas. It's really a long-term solution. Natural gas is a long-term solution to the entire climate change issue, though the greenies hate all fossil fuels. But it's a task force that has to meet and make decisions. It's going to be months before anything happens. And at home, the Biden administration's policies are still anti-fossil fuels. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, FERC, um, decided to reconsider a rule that would have ended any new pipelines. That came out about 10 days ago, two weeks ago. Now they're going to hold it in abeyance, I guess, and take another look at it. But I don't know how that's going to work out. It's not at all clear to me that that's going to solve any problems. The Energy Department has finally, after two years, uh, said okay to permits for some LNG uh, terminals and some LNG drilling operations, but they still have four permits that they're sitting on. The Greenies don't even want any let up whatsoever. So whether there's any changes there remains to be seen. I don't think so. I'm not expecting any. You just can't turn a switch on and off. You know, no drill, then drill. And you can't drill unless you know there's adequate pipelines. And the Greenies have closed a bunch of pipelines. So it's going to be hard to reopen them. And we need new pipelines. And again, FERC and Interior Department and the Energy Department and the Environment Protection Agency, EPA, all of them are against it, using crazy ideas, this social cost of carbon, things of that sort. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. How are we going to help Europe? I don't know. How are we going to help Ukraine? I don't know. It's very disappointing to me. I don't think we want to win. I don't think there's any Reagan-type attitude for Joe Biden. We win, they lose. I don't see it. I don't hear it. He's never said that. He's been asked, by the way. His people have been asked, do you want to win? And, and they just kind of skirt it. They don't give you a direct question. And the brave and courageous Ukrainians and their President Zelensky, who's become an international hero, because of his courage, um, you know, they're fighting, they're fighting their hearts out. You know, you have these great stories about how they're, the refugees are piling into Poland, but many of them come back to fight for their country. And as I say this morning, there are some, I'll call them rumors at the moment, but there is some reporting that Russia may pull out of its offensive against Kiev. The Russian army has done badly. Uh, You can't get a straight answer out of Russia, but observers say 15,000 Russian troops have been killed, going home in body bags. The war is very unpopular in Russia itself, although you, you you can't get a media outlet that still works that would provide any dissent. Putin has stopped any dissent whatsoever. 
So thank heavens for Ukraine. I mean, Russia, look, they will do whatever they want to do unless they are stopped. They are gunning to break up NATO. They are gunning to break up the European Union. They are gunning to prevent any spread of a market economy. And Ukraine's developing democracy and developing market economy is something the Russians can't take. That's what this is about in large measure. And I want to also raise here at the beginning of the show, uh, Putin, I mean, talk about Putin. Putin is a war criminal. Biden doesn't call him a war criminal. Biden referred to him as brutish in his speech. Well, brutish, I don't know what brutish means. He's a war criminal. He and Russia have committed wars against humanity. They are bombing civilian buildings throughout Ukraine, killing men, women, children, hospitals, showing no mercy, violating international rules of engagement. A war criminal. I don't know why Biden doesn't call him a war criminal when he stands up at a press conference in Brussels for a NATO meeting. He is a war criminal. He should be tried at The Hague, the International Court. He should be tried, regardless of the outcome. Putin should be brought to trial as a war criminal. Now, one other point I want to make. We, the United States and NATO, have sanctioned all these oligarchs And we have sanctioned Vladimir Putin. We have sanctioned him. And that means he can't uh, travel out of his country. It also means that his assets can be seized. Taken. We can take his assets. If we can find them, we can take them. So, Putin has this $700 million luxury yacht. It's moored off the coast of Italy. It's 459 feet long. It's horribly furnished. It's obscenely expensive. The Russian crew members are so fed up with Putin, they've left their jobs. My point is a very simple point here. Seize his luxury yacht. Just take it from him. Will that end the war? No. Will that embarrass Putin in the world stage? Yes. Because... Putin is a crook. He's a kleptomaniac. He has stolen money from Russian people. He's been in power for whatever, 20 or 30 years. How is it that as a public servant for several decades, he has enough money to buy a $700 million yacht? Would you explain that to me? The answer is it's stolen money. He takes money that people say, oh, all energy sales, he gets half of them. One reason the Russian army is so bad is that Putin and the oligarchs steal money from the defense budget. This is a narrative that Biden should push. Putin is a crook. He's a kleptomaniac. He is no better than the worst oligarch. He is stealing money from Russian working folks. He's been doing it for decades. And his big boat, his big dinghy, sitting off the coast of Italy, should be seized, taken. Trump would have done that. Trump would have flown over there and stood on it, 
maybe giving it a new name. That's the kind of thing that Biden should do if he was willing to really take on Vladimir Putin, who is a criminal, who is a kleptomaniac, who is corrupt, who has stolen money from the good Russian working people, and he's done it for decades. That's the way they run Russia. Putin and his oligarch friends take his yacht, generate a narrative that in addition to being a war criminal, he is corrupt. He has stolen from the Russian people. While they are in trouble economically, he starts this crazy war and his $700 million boat is moored off of Italy. Really. Joe Biden should stand on his hind legs and act like the leader of the United States and the rest of the free world. And he won't do it. He will not do it. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back after this. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. By the way, join us during the week, Fox Business, 4 p.m., 4 to 5, Monday through Friday. Name of the show is Kudlow. And here, you can uh, live stream it all across the country, LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com. Live stream it on the Internet all across the country, throughout the world, and the solar system. Um, I want to get in another subject. I mean, we're going to talk about the stock market and we're going to talk about the inflation problem as the show goes on, as we always do. We're going to talk about the energy problem. But one of the big news items, of course, in the past week or so has been uh, Hunter Biden's laptop computer, which was reported on 20 months ago by the New York Post and which all of the major established media opposed and that includes outfits like YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and so forth. Nobody could talk about it because it was a Russian plant, disinformation. Well, the great New York Times in paragraph 24 about Hunter Biden's tax problems finally acknowledged that the Hunter Biden laptop lives. It exists. They acknowledge it. So we talked about this a lot on the Fox Business Show and I'm going to raise it here. We'll talk about it later on this show as well. There's $31 million they Hunter Biden got from China, and no one knows exactly how much from shady deals with Ukraine energy. That was the Burisma thing, and also the wife of the mayor of Moscow, or the former mayor of Moscow, the oligarch wife, the richest woman in Russia. Here's the thing. This has to be explored and investigated. Because I want to know, you know, Tony Bobulinski, who 20 months ago talked about the laptop and the business arrangements, and you may recall that he said, well, we're going to set aside 10% for the big guy. The big guy meaning Papa Biden, meaning President Joe Biden. We don't know how much money Joe Biden got. We don't know under what circumstances he got it. We don't know how compromised that has made him as he negotiates with China and, of course, Russia and, of course, the middle of the Ukraine war. We don't know any of this stuff. And here's what we do. We don't know if he is still receiving money 
from these Hunter Biden deals. He could be. I, d- I don't know that he is, and I don't know that he isn't, but I bet you damn sure the American people would like to know. Polls show routinely that if people knew that the Hunter Biden laptop and all these business deals with Joe Biden, if they knew that before the election, 10% of them would have voted for Donald Trump, which would have given Trump the presidency. This is a big issue. It's a big story. Hats off to the New York Post, Miranda Devine, et al. But I'm just saying we need to investigate and explore this. What did Joe Biden get? How much did he get? And is he still getting it? I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to cover it all Saturday morning, WABC. We'll be right back. 